1: I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet, and not the name on your back. Yes,
2: sir. Because we
1: know what it represents. It represents everybody here. You see, yes, and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God, I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything
3: you got. Strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three.
1: Bills. <laughs> <real. laughs>
3: You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fiena show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome everybody into the Off Tackle with John Fiena show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso's pizza treat yourself the most flavorful pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo Uh. pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at Pizza.net. i'm good, just going to say that we might need to get a kleenex sponsor for just this show <laughs> john's gonna go just just jam them up inside there stop sniffling
1: i can't I'll, i got i got my snot rag here, just, I'll try you to this
3: here it. that leans back just lean back and put your head up you got a boom mic. you don't uh, nobody needs to see your face like just like Yeah, just turn your avatar on, which is probably Bruce Nolan, but turn your avatar on and then just lean back. I'm just kidding. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this year's show, the Off Tackle with John Fina show, along with my sniffly partner in crime, uh, John Fina, former offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills. John, I would ask you, but I already kind of know. How are you tonight?
1: (laughs) Ah, that's so nice of you to, like, just twist the knife into the guy who's sneezing his nose is i thought you said it was a boom mic it's a boom mic yeah i feel like the dog's ass all right come on wow thanks, for, it- th- thanks for rubbing it in what does the dog's ass feel like uh, <laughs> uh, there you go there you go <laughs> this is gonna be a fun show there but you uh, go. hey mimi it's the vancouver bills
3: backers baby stop bragging i want that mug she says Uh, yeah. So, uh, welcome everybody to the show. Everybody's climbing, climbing into the chat. For those of you that are uh, listening to us in podcast form, we appreciate all of you. Uh, we are super chat live. So if you've got a one final comment or question for John Fina, who will sniffle his way through it. Um, he's about to sneeze. (laughs) you're you just gonna fake us out <laughs> oh he's got the mute on no one we can't hear him <laughs> well,
1: i put the mute on because i thought it was gonna sneeze i'm just, a professional
3: It's gonna be amazing <laughs>
1: oh yeah that's great
3: uh we are super chat live yeah. also like and subscribe whatever platform that you are on this year is the final show of the 2022 uh buffalo bills nfl football season Uh, That does not mean that we're going to be doing a show next week for 2023. We won't be back until, who knows, draft day maybe, but at least at the the, worst case scenario, we will not be back until somewhere around the beginning of training camp. So for those of you that are tuned in, we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you hanging with us this whole entire year. It's been a really good year. Uh, and before we get started, we're going to talk about a couple different points, and one of those things is the most memorable things from this year, and we would love some feedback from the comment section. Uh, But before we do that, I'm sure you saw the news that Roger Saffold made the Pro Bowl today. Maybe that's why I'm not feeling well. <laughs> Literally, out of, I think, 58 guards, he was ranked 50th. Well, that,
1: it. well, it seemed – well, look – um, I don't want to bag on Roger. I mean, I, I had high hopes. I think that he would probably tell you that he had some snafus during the season. You know, I don't like to call anybody out for lest I be called out, but you know, a lot of the pro bowl voting is relationships and yep. things of that nature. And, you know, I follow him on Twitter and he's a great guy, you know? Um, but look, I, I don't want to pin a loss on Roger Saffold. I mean, the entire team, uh, the front office, probably uh, the training staff and the custodial team and the ticket office probably all could have done better, uh, yeah. you know, to get that victory. But it was uh it was really hard game to watch. And I know we already talked about it, but I'm still stinging like the rest of uh, Bill's mafia out there and watching those two teams last night. Didn't make it any better.
3: Yeah. Maui Jim says that uh, he's going to start hooking us up with some more swag. I'm in for that. Where do I send my address?
1: uh <laughs> you know people ask me all the time and i'm like i don't know how people get my address i'm sure you know there is no privacy anymore right right uh, unless you use talus data security data protection shameless plug um <laughs> <laughs> so sorry uh not really uh but you know, people ask me, and I'm like, "Well, it's on the internet somewhere." So you know, don't make me
3: do your don't make me do your work for you. Let before we uh, get through the rest of this show, let's go ahead and take the market a market
1: dominator.
3: Word from a word from our uh, title sponsor, John Spazjack, who we have texted and thanked graciously for his yes. support all through this season. John is the man; we appreciate you big time.
2: Hello, Buffalo football family. I wanna say thank you for tuning in to one of the greatest podcasts we have going today, The John Phoenix Show, hosted by Joe Miller. These are my good friends, and I really appreciate the way that they attack the podcast. They connect with you as a fan. They break the game down with excellence. They teach, they educate, and they bring fun to the table for us to experience A little bit more of our favorite Buffalo football team. So folks, this is what we do in real estate as the market dominator and the market dominators team. We bring to you not only fun but we seek to educate, to advocate, to negotiate and to dominate in this competitive market. So if you want to win the way our team is winning, you reach out to me directly and I'll respond. 716-570-3298. Let's go, Buffalo. That is John Spazchek and the Market
3: Dominator team. If you are in the market to buy or sell a home, please give John and his team a call at 716-570-3298. And I apologize for having the wrong video posted, or I should say prepared. So yes, so live television, what are you gonna do, right? But uh, we appreciate you, John, and gutting it out for the team.
1: Uh, John Spazcheck or John Fina? John Fina. Well, you know, Joe. Outside of the season, you typically ignore my texts and phone calls. So <laughs> I had I didn't want to <laughs> miss this opportunity to say goodbye <laughs> and cry so, a little bit. Holy so crap! <laughs> you're not wiping boogers
3: in your eyes. Right? I think you get pink eye that <laughs> At way. At this
1: point, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't I don't. Matter. Matter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a, wife's out in the backyard digging a grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> just after the show is over when uh, we get nine o'clock eastern standard time i'm just gonna go in the backyard and lay down in the dirt it's just it's
1: over i i am told that if you dig six feet into the earth no matter where you are in the planet that the temperature is the same it's possible i don't know maybe
3: i know the frost level a line frost whatever here is 36 inches or 40 inches so right
1: twice that well, I'll tell you. After last week, the frost level in Buffalo is about freaking ten feet down. It's been a, it's been a rough, it's been a rough week uh, for sure. It's
3: been even rougher after watching the Kansas City Chiefs frequently get uh, pressure on Pat Mahomes, or not Pat Mahomes, but Joe Burrow with four rushing four. Yeah. Yeah, um, just kind of goes back into the whole. It was it, the way the way that they. So we're off. We're off. You
1: you of skipped it. a segment. We're supposed to talk about all the great things that happened the season and the I know, best memories.
3: But but it was it was very cool the way that they moved Chris Jones around. Basically, the only defensive lineman that any of us have ever heard of, second round pick uh, Chris Jones. They they kept putting him on the tight end, and the tight end could not handle him. And he just basically kept eating that guy's lunch all day long. Which well let- <laughs> goes to show you that the Bills didn't game plan at all for that football
1: game well tight ends uh we always used to laugh in training camp when a defensive player was blocked by the tight end. Oh, yeah. It's like when the kicker tackles the returner, <laughs> right. you got to head to the sideline and be like, I got tackled by a <laughs> kicker.
3: That's, yeah. that's one of those things. So, but we are going to on this show. And uh, again, I would like for everybody in the comment section that's here uh, to maybe, and we'll, we'll throw something on the screen. John's leaving. We're going to uh, go through and talk about just some of the highlights from the season. So, Whether it's at a game, uh, a play in a game, a moment in a game, an opportunity that you had to basically connect with friends or whatever, Uh, just something from the season, a thing or two that was a highlight for you and John, Mr. Sniffles, you have the honors.
1: Yeah, well, number one was despite the loss, Mimi and I meeting Bill's Mafia and coming to the playoff game and you know it magically snowed during the game which is like perfect mm-hmm. uh, people people ask me well you must have played in a lot of those games i think i was in two it That's just hit? it doesn't it didn't seem to happen when i played mm. we had crappy weather it was sure. cold it was windy it was rainy but so you know from our warm vantage point in a suite it was much nicer than being outdoors with joe miller right. <laughs> uh, but the overall experience of having mimi there and taking her around the city of buffalo and just you know, driving along Delaware Avenue and, and taking some of the side streets and just pointing at mansions and uh the restaurants, the places I used to go and and seeing our old friends in Buffalo and my new friends in Buffalo was fantastic. I mean the tailgate with Mimi, I mean, she got to meet uh the people she interacts with, like Sarah Larson, who's wonderful, and Dan Freddie and Joe Miller, and I mean the list the list goes on. Kimic and Pam Adon I mean just forget it I mean everybody was wonderful to her and thank you uh to everyone for that and I have to say you know seeing Jerry Ostrowski after all these years at the Kansas City game and mm-hmm. seeing the entire Miller family and everybody that showed out for that Alyssa Milano or I always say Alyssa Milano yeah, but yeah. Alyssa, yeah, right. yeah. uh that was probably number two then uh, I'd say the uh Uh, Green Bay game. It was a victory. I was here. That was awesome. And I just, uh, the more, the closer I get, the harder it is uh, when we lose. And it's the closer to the fans, really. I mean, I'm no closer to the team Mm. than I was 10 years ago, much less, you know, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, for sure. So being and feeling the emotions of all of the, uh, the Bill's mafia, you know, just, just all the quiet pain and the out loud pain uh there's a certain beauty to that in a way you know you uh you bond in i think in sadness as much as you do in joy. so sure. um those are those are my highlights as far as plays on the field man i don't know i mean we'll I go, love... well,
3: the, the commenters are putting me in there so we'll go We'll go oh through.
1: yeah Let, let's see a lot of bit we'll a lot on, of I that. go first I'm no gonna... no no you're just the host <laughs> You played the wrong open, so so you're... Lauren
3: Lauren, before we uh before I, I go, uh said that uh one of her highlights, John, was meeting me at the rock pile tailgate. And Lauren, I remember that, and you're right, that was a highlight. That was a lot of fun, except for the fact yeah. that I when I walked around the, the mud lot like four times because I couldn't find you guys. I'm like, what the heck? So it's the... right up
1: against the fence, like yes, yeah, I walk, you know. I'm just
3: an idiot. So I, can we just leave it at that? Like, we'll just stop right there. I'm I'm an idiot. So, but Lauren, it was great to meet you for me. A lot of my greatest times this season probably were wrapped around uh tailgates and or gatherings, Bills Mafia gatherings. Um, to your point, the Kansas City game was probably number one for me. Um, that was just from the night that we flew in and you guys had already had your fun, right? You guys had been down to the to the the Bills backers bar, I forget what it's called there in Kansas City, and and uh and Joel Allen was doing karaoke, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, that was hilarious. Yeah, but like even just to show up and you know, I got to sit with Joe Marino. Joe Marino was there, and like, and just chat and talk, and and the night before, and then the lead up to the game. I was telling somebody how just what an elite experience it is—the fact that you roll in, and unlike so, our tailgate is elite. And I guess there's def- different measures or level, not levels, but there's different types of elite, right? Sure. There's something to be said to go to Orchard Park, and you know, for a home opener at by eight o'clock in the morning if it's a one o'clock game or if it's a primetime game by you know they're sending kids home from school like they did this year and that whole entire area is just shut down like there's no cars anywhere nobody's going anywhere everybody's already there six seven hours beforehand kansas city was very it was a cool experience to roll up whatever we were six seven hours beforehand and there was just a big giant line in the street where people had popped up their tents like they tailgate before the tailgate, which was kind of neat that they like. all, I'm like, are they really setting up? Are they cooking food right now? And sure enough, they were. It was cool. But that whole experience, just the way that, the whole, you know, that we had a, a kind of our section. Uh, Kenny uh, Pinto Ron was right was right there. The the uh, Southwest Missouri Bills backers were there. There was just a whole lot of people. And then our crew was there. And after a couple hours, our place was kind of the place to be. Um, but yeah, to your point, just everybody that was there and then the football game and, and then, uh, Jerry Ostrowski, I said this the other night on one of the shows, Jerry Ostrowski from the dark. So we, we go back to the car. I don't know if you were there yet, but, uh, yeah, in the dark, all I hear is Jerry Ostrowski's voice basically say. I came, we won. You're welcome, Bills Mafia. And it was just, uh <laughs> was like, yes, that's what this is all about. It was a little bit deeper than that, Joe. Yeah, it probably, but it was great. Um, the home opener was fantastic, and believe it or not, the home opener tailgate and the games, the last two playoff games, the tailgates were great. The Miami Dolphins tailgate was 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 fantastic, and then it was one upped. Uh, it was crazy uh, for the for the uh, the Bengals tailgate to see Mary Wilson was there uh dion dawkins mom was there jordan-
1: oh yeah that jordan- was lisa dawkins right, right. jordan lisa. poyer's
3: dad is always there um just all the people that showed up you were obviously there like it was crazy it was daryl was-
1: tally yeah it was great he showed you. up it
3: was yeah it was just uh
1: that's always a highlight for me to see daryl i yeah. enjoy
3: daryl yeah yeah daryl's a lot of fun so it was there was a lot of good stuff and then uh all of the plays there was just so many good plays this year, and that I think that's what's getting lost in just a lot of the negative conversation. Which we're going to talk a little bit about, it's just some of the stuff we feel like the Bills need to do going forward. Um, you lose sight, right, when you lose a game like that. When you when when they go out and they lay an egg in the playoffs, which is just something this team never has really ever done. it's just you lose sight of everything that was fun through the season. So we wanted to kind of take. A moment. I don't. No.
1: No, you, and the people in the comments don't. They're they're loving it, man.
3: sure so let's uh so what do I got here so going through some of the comments uh R.J. Melville says uh Naheem Hines kick return heard around the world where were you when that play happened
1: I was at home no wait where was I yeah I was at home I was in my truck (laughs) (laughs) oh you really yeah like
3: so i I, this is let me set it up for you so i generally get home late from church uh so i normally will pause the game and like get into it about quarter after whatever and then like catch up through the commercials well john murphy as you know had a stroke and it was before that he had had the stroke before right before the bengals game so literally i was like well i want to hear what chris brown sounds like on the radio call so I was in the truck and I stayed in the driveway. I got home a little bit early, stayed in the driveway just to hear the opening kickoff cuz I wanted to hear him do a play-by-play at least one. And sure enough, that was the one he did. So That's you're amazing. Kidding me right now, so then I went in the house and like started it up. So, but yeah, that was uh that was an incredible play when you think about just the moment in time, what it meant, the the fan base. I wish I could have been at the game, but I was not at the game, but uh absolutely absolutely incredible. Um So EB says that his twin sister saw her first game this year, uh, and then the Gabe Davis 99-yarder will always be a great memory.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why can't they start every game with two 99-yard touchdown passes, right? Yeah, I think the the way to start every game is with a kick return for a touchdown, and then three and out for their offense and right. then a one punt return for a, a return for a touchdown right? <laughs> yeah and right and then uh um, after another three and out then it's one play 99 yards one one yeah, play, yeah call it the 99 yard play <laughs> that always works
2: <laughs> yeah. daniel
3: gowry says uh week two the number one seed in the afc the previous season especially waving the white flag before third quarter was even over did you want to say something to me
1: I was just saying that the 99-yard pass play is, should be at the top of the play call list on the gotcha, sideline. Yeah, top of the play call uh, when they're uh, doing this thing with the card, right? Call it. Call Do it the 99-yard touchdown play <laughs> every time. Uh, but uh, Daniel
3: says the the number one seed in the AFC the previous uh, season, especially waving the white flag before the third quarter was even over. He's obviously talking about the Tennessee Titans. Uh, home opener game uh, which was a lot of fun this was a great moment pops mafia says matt milano crushed mm. the jets quarterback uh basically folding him in half and uh who was it was it sterles that said turning him into a, a greater than sign <laughs> or no it was it was joe it was joe marino said that turning him into a greater than sign
1: i kind of like it more as a lesser than sign, lesser than <laughs> <Yeah>. sign. <laughs> that might have been what he said uh, i don't remember how do you read that do you read it from like it's greater that, than, that, than well than, if than, I'm, than, I'm looking than.
3: at you lesser than that's greater than so mouth okay. open is greater
1: all right all right you're, I, too, yeah.
3: you're too smart to not
1: know that i never use that symbol true i usually say greater than <laughs> i the moment says the j uh, josh allen digs
3: touchdown play that left jalen ramsey stranded so that would have been the the season opener um uh, lauren says to you we've had a lot of beauty john i don't know when she was responding to that but she did respond to you Mm. um so the da, da, put his comment in there twice uh amanda as well says the uh naheem hines 96 yard kick return will forever be in her head what a moment we all needed it true mm. <laughs> pop spot says the stampede halftime show <laughs> literally one of the things that mckenna every time she's with me she's like why <laughs> why is this happening
1: right now yeah I don't <laughs> i'm know. like i don't know they're good well they're... almost everything that happens at halftime of any sporting event i don't pay any attention to like you will find me at the grill during the super bowl halftime i am yeah. not watching it
3: right for, sure. for and, sure
1: you know what's interesting is uh overseas you know uh say say premier league right they play they play a soccer match they go in for halftime do you know what they do at halftime nothing They don't know. There's nothing going on on the field. People just go get more like giant beers so they can, you know, start fights in the stands of football hooligans.
3: Right, right, right. I'm actually gonna skip John that one for John. So the first one John Hammer said is the highlight of his season was finding this podcast. And he followed it up with I can't believe John Fina is in a podcast and a whole bunch of awesome people are on it. He's talking about me. I'm the awesome people.
1: He's no, no, not. I think he was talking about our lovely people in the comments section, like David. Or, or he was talking about yeah, the guests and
3: the Daryl Tally. That's true. That's yeah,
1: true. Who else? Hey, do have?
3: Steve Tasker.
1: And thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, sure. and I'm sorry that our podcast is so hard to find. We need a publicist. <laughs> we do need a publicist. Tracy Fick-
3: Victor says, uh, Damar waking up was an absolute highlight. Fan- uh, with uh Without a doubt, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Yes and amen to that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maui Jim Jim says that uh, more away games are life goals. So apparently he, I wonder how many he went to. I know that, uh, so Sarah Larson went to all of them. We know that Kenny went to all of them, Ken Johnson. Kimmick. And then uh, Kimmich went to all of them as well. Um, I know Spence went to a bunch and Dan, I think, went to a bunch but uh yeah super super good um richard rush says the tennessee and green bay game was awesome uh he was there for the home opener i i wonder i don't know if he showed up for both of those games but i know that Mm -hmm. rich showed up for the home opener because i remember seeing him. well i saw
1: him before green bay right oh
3: there Then then yeah then he was at both games yeah Uh, i think he was at both games but yeah so it sounds like that's what it was uh tracy says she needs to get to a home game uh da, 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 da. Karen Idzik says my favorite was driving 12 hours to Buffalo for the Browns game for it to be moved. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, to play, playing the snowstorm with my niece and then what? watching the game with friends and family. So
1: that's the bait and switch of all time. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Look over here. Woo! Zip's
3: Yeah, it's super hilarious. <laughs> Uh, what, are you trying to touch me? Oh, I gotta go this Joe way. Miller. Uh, Daniel gary says the outpouring of support for Damar Hamlin was absolutely amazing. That whole thing is just something I'm always gonna remember for sure.
1: Well, um, we, we witnessed something historic, really. Uh, just the reaction nationally, globally, the outpouring, people donating five dollars at a time. I mean, all right, Mimi, uh, you're unpaid, just so you know, <laughs> position, and you are hired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. As long as we're probably
3: ready to get unpaid employee work.
1: Yeah, submit your resume, Mimi, Viola, Fina. Viola. oh, that's a pretty middle name. It sure is for a pretty
3: girl, pretty woman. Were there any other great moments that you can think of off of the top of your head? Another one for me was watching the development, the slow development of James Cook um mm-hmm. it was it was interesting to see because we always hear these things like the game just looks too big for him not him james cook but just a player like you know when, at what point we hear that for the quarterback all the time when did the game slow down for you and we almost got to watch that this year with james cook the first four to five games he was lost out there mm-hmm. like very lost and then by the bears game just watching him set his blocks up be patient not worried about it dart through make a decision and go it was great that was that to me was a fun part of the season.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, player-wise, I mean, we could we could have a two-hour show for things that impressed, disappointed, were interesting to watch. Not disappointed. We're not doing it right. We're we're trying to be uplifting, positive. Uh, Okay, well then, uh, I concur. with anything that I say <laughs> with, with the James Cook comment I do I concur I yeah. I I don't think that uh, it had to be so slow and methodical I think he could have been in uh, quite a bit more I know we obviously had to wait for uh, <clears throat> you know him to be RB2 before it started for real but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's certainly if we had more I'm trying to be positive right if we had a more dedicated cohesive running package it would have happened a little bit quicker how's that I tried to say it nicely yeah. That, that, um, that works. You know, I don't, uh, I, I like Josh Allen's leadership. You know, I'm impressed by the kid. Um, every time I turn around, I, I, you, I, and, Tim agree.
3: you and Tim agree.
1: Yeah. There's, there's nothing, nothing that, uh, he lacks. Uh, it, it, and he's a really, really good face of this franchise. Um, I loved seeing Von Miller until we lost him, man. Talk
3: about a highlight of the year, Von, watching Von Miller in a Buffalo Bills uniform. What yeah, a highlight. God, I mean, hopefully it happens again, right? I mean, it should. I mean, clearly, I don't think he's going to retire. He he feels like not that he's ready to play now, but he feels like he's going to be back for training camp, which to me seems aggressive.
1: I think the um, the re- resiliency, the the beauty, the toughness of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, and their their absence or their injuries and how much, you know, we can appreciate guys like that. Uh, the Matt Milano fan club, of course, mm-hmm. is, is a great place to, uh, you know, pay your dues because uh, he's he's terrific. And, uh, you know, I had conversations with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean that one on one. And, uh, they didn't kick me to the curb, you know, to be fair, I don't add any value to this franchise, so they don't have to spend any time with me at all other than just goodwill. And I, I, am I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh, we got the right guys. They brought us to, uh, Joe Miller's wildest dreams land. And, um, I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm very thankful super big
3: highlight for me was meeting a lot of the people that are in our comment sections the people that listen to and watch this show that maybe don't make themselves known publicly right so i know that when you've been in town a lot of people have been like oh i, you know, I watch your show every week yeah. uh, meanwhile they don't comment so i've met i met a couple more people like that at the matt perino and ryan talbot thing on friday night uh just that are like i watch live every week and it's like i love it thank you anything Why? And obviously because like you see the number of people that are watching, you know, whether it's on YouTube or wherever else, and there's not that many comments flying. So, Mm uh, but just the opportunity to connect and and get pictures with people. That's always fun. Uh, Oh,
1: oh, I have to say, uh, by the way, you copied me. I said that it was great meeting everybody yet again. Yep. Uh, you know, the people that send me this lovely gear, I mean, amazing people. I think that's uh, Maui Mike so
3: that's Mike or Maui Jim, rather that's Jim. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, not just this gear, but some of the other gifts that I've received and I try to wear them when I'm on, you know, this hat from drew and the mug and everything. I mean, it, it, uh, I, this fun fact. I have own exhibit more Buffalo bills gear now than I ever did as a player. (laughs) If you came to my house when I was a Buffalo bill, you would see zero, things that represented the buffalo bills
3: that's amazing
1: wow when you were a player so you didn't have well you had to have
3: workout gear sweats stuff like that right not really i'd I'd, I'd leave that down at work at the stadium so what would you go what would you go
1: home in Would just a a hoodie so i i treated uh my job with the buffalo bills as if i were you know any other career. So I, you know, I got up in the morning and, you know, I got ready. I took a shower. I dressed for work. I dressed, uh, you know, like you always laugh at me when I'm in a game and I'm wearing chinos and a collared shirt and you're like dude whether you're not you're an accountant it's because on this... a text group you called me the
3: soch going back to the <laughs> outsiders, joe's a soch i'm like oh, the one there is khaki pants so Everybody...
1: you know when i walked out of the building other than some hulking fat guy you wouldn't know that i was a buffalo bill <laughs> so i get i get there then i you know get into my gear when the time is right and then leave it all there and hojo and woody the incredible support staff would make it clean for the next day or following day. yeah so there was an incognito on this team but apparently you were incognito before richie incognito who was hilarious by the way i met him and bruno got to meet him and oh really he was he was awesome like i think that really fired bruno up he was a great guy one-on-one i know he's got you know the issues of old but (laughs) on <laughs> my experience one-on-one was was terrific you know he lives right up the road in phoenix i'm gonna call the guy and see if he's still awesome you know dude, i'm sure
3: a, he is get a beer with him john hammer wants to know a soda you, pop You wants to know if you ever went home in zubas
1: i Zubaz. never wore zubas <laughs> we gotta get john a pair of zubas <laughs> i don't even pronounce it right so dude
3: it was that was that was when you played those were the things they were they were hammer pants but zubas zubas I, I, I don't
1: wear zubas i don't do shots uh you know there are a few things i don't do
3: you don't piss into the wind probably right because yeah, i don't play to...
1: leapfrog with a unicorn
3: <laughs> never tug on the old man's cape <laughs> or superman's cape never tug on superman's cape. oops yeah that'd be yeah, bad. Jim, Jim Croce song but uh but no there's just a lot of good stuff highlights from the year but uh um, as we kind of transition through we we wanted to spend a couple minutes just talking about just some of the positive things from the season just because we've talked so not we Bill's mafia has talked so much negative but uh before we transition transition to our next segment
1: yeah yeah what? i'll I'll say uh, another positive thing is uh having house capital and just J- uh, John spascheck the market dominator so, uh, supporting our show it's mm. been uh absolutely it's been great it's been humbling and you know, we try to deliver a product, not just for you lovely people out there listening, but for our sponsors, you know, try to give a educated, decent opinion, uh, observations, and you may disagree and I don't care. However, when you're looking to buy a house, everybody's got a guy, you might need work done on the roof. There was a guy on my roof today, second oh, guy, I need right. I need work on my roof. So I got a guy for your roof. Uh, you need an inspection? Sure, Joe knows somebody. Probably. But when you're looking to get your financing together, You damn well better call Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation. He can be your guy, the guy, everybody's guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. Which is a Herculean effort. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing you need. Take it to the house with Brian Belser and House Capital, house, a registered mortgage broker, in New York State Department of Financial Services all loans guaranteed through third party providers. Equal housing opportunity. House Capital in the Five Hundred Pearl Suite, NMLS number one five four nine six four four.
3: If you are in the market to refinance, if somehow you have. A worse interest rate than what's out there right now, <laughs> give Brian a call at 716-815-2102. Or- those,
1: those mortgage rates are going to come down. You can call yes. them right now. and uh-
3: Most likely, if you're looking to buy a house, give G- uh, John a call, John check, and then yeah. I'll bring with him Brian Belser. Give him a call if you're looking to buy a home, 716-815-2102. Or two one zero two. So yep. but yes. So now transitioning to the next portion or part of our show, we're gonna spend a couple minutes just talking about maybe some ideas, right? Some changes. Somebody just asked, it was uh Steve Lynn. Did Fina give Sean McDermott his insights on the O line yet? Um, I don't know if you've called down to the to the stadium or if you've called down mm-hmm. to the offices to let them know what you think. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got a direct line. <laughs> it's a red phone, it's a red phone on Sean's desk.
0: Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. Those with ambitious, out-of-reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.
3: But we're going to talk yeah. about some things uh, that maybe the Bills need to do. I'm going to let you go first again. Uh, so pick a section, a, a position group. Pick something. Ugh. Just bring up a topic that you think needs to be maybe tweaked just a little bit.
1: You know, honestly, it, it's so hard uh, <laughs> because you have uh, what you like to call recency bias, right? So if you look yeah. at the last game, you just say, trash it all. You know, right? right. get 55 new guys, less one or two. And I get that. Everybody feels that way, but I'm trying to condense the entire season, right? Uh And, and look at it uh, unemotionally, if that's sure. possible. Sure. And I, I think if I started on the defensive side of the ball, I would just have to say it's hard to know um who needs to join another franchise and who needs to stay in, in multiple positions because I don't, I don't feel like our defense has really pushed the limits. Right. Right. You know, they, I, I, it was, it was with a tear in my eye before the Cincinnati game when, you know, you and I sat here and agreed, don't expect Leslie Frazier to do anything different. And lo and behold, you know, we were prescient in that thought uh, because he didn't Right. we didn't do anything. So I, I could sit here and I could, I could, I could bag on all three position groups, but I guess if I had to just kind of winnow it down, I would say that the production in the front four, regardless has to get better. Yeah. Um, we used to have a saying when I played that, and you've heard it, everybody says it now, but it was, uh, uh big time players make big time plays yep. in big games, big time, big time games. That's right. And we didn't have that from the front four. We just didn't. Uh, in situations where it needed to come from whole cloth,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh
1: to break a drive, to change momentum, any say it any way you want. And the front four has quite a number of you know ones and twos along it. So I'm look, I'm not in charge of the salary cap. If I were, man, it would look like the uh the lotto, we'd spend a billion every every year. Um, but again, a, a billion every year without the right planning doesn't really get you much. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to call people out by name, but they're going to look at it as who are we invested with? Who do we see upside with and who might have disappointed to date based on their draft position and, and use the salary cap as a uh, barometer for who stays and who goes. Um,
3: I've I've said for the last three years. And then this year was, I walked it back when Von Miller was a part of this football team that I felt like it was a luxury that we just couldn't afford putting 50, $60 million. And I don't know what it's at now with Von Miller in a rotational defensive line, 48 to 50% of the snaps. And now year four Vaughn goes out. And I just don't think that it's, I think it's something on a whiteboard that looks great and in practicality and reality, it just doesn't work. Um, and well, even I think even so when you when you've got salary cap issues which this team has that's the number one problem which you're always going to have if you've got a Josh Allen at quarterback you're going to have some level i think uh, 20% was the number i heard that the quarterback if you've got a quarterback like Allen Mahomes Burrow they're going to take up a non rookie contract about 20% of your cap i just don't think you can waste that waste is the word i'm going to use waste that much money rotating defensive linemen especially when you consider half the time Half the defensive snaps, your best players aren't on the football field. Why would you not give me Vaughn Miller, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, take your pick, and Greg Rousseau for 75 to 80%. Bruce Smith never came off the field.
1: Uh, That's not true, but he he played. No, certainly not. And look, I I will agree with you. Um, There's another thought process to this, which is – We're in the interview process still. I mean, Von Miller produces beyond that. Who's who's produced on a regular rate of return. And the idea is, hey, we didn't wear you out. Uh, We're we're keeping you fresh so that you can do something fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the thinking, then we see a big shift in personnel in the front four. Yeah. And we may. Uh, I agree with you in part. I think that. You pick four guys that take 70 to 75% of the snaps. But dipping below that with the guys that you think are the best four probably isn't the right way to go. But I do believe in spelling them. As an offensive lineman, we never got spelled. And I, I might have enjoyed it every now and again, but... All well, right, so, what, so what, but, do you agree what, with me
3: completely? By the way, I said seventy-five. I think I said eighty, but I was just throwing numbers out there. Like the bulk of the time, and I said this on my show last night. Even if it means losing the game in Miami because of the heat, if you play a game in Miami and they're just completely exhausted, and you lose that game, I would rather trade that game for the playoff game that you're that you're going to lose by rotating them at 48 percent and getting no pressure. And no rhythm, no groove from these guys, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to talk to defensive linemen about that—the concept of being in a groove. I think it's a little bit different um, as an offense where you can really kind of grow together as a unit and be a groove. I mean, these guys are, these guys are battle hardened for one on ones and double team blocks. But what the guy does, you know, down the way and the coordination of it, it it's not uh schemed i think is is maybe the word that i'm loosely using so uh i i do agree with you in part i said uh, i'm 75 percent with you maybe 83 i could bump it up all right let's go to the other side of the ball um everybody likes to bag on the offensive line and and you can have it you can do it all day long and twice on sunday that's fine with me i think i think I we're think in- that far away i don't think it's that far away I think you move Ryan Bates back to left
3: guard because, as you and Ruben said last year, flip-flopping sides is not just as simple as just flip-flopping sides. He was a much better graded left guard than he is a right guard. And then you draft a right guard in the first round late. Draft that guy.
1: Yeah, look, I don't disagree with you. I think the biggest thing harming the offensive line for pass protection is the type of running attack that Mm. we don't consistently utilize. Right. Um, And I think that's a problem. Uh, I, I still believe very much in our tackles, both of them, you know, the younger one needs some more development. He needs yeah, some, yeah. you know, I look at it like this. Like I was just on the phone today with Pat Hill, who was my mentor and like, I, I make no bones about it without Pat Hill. I'm not on this show. You don't know who right. John Cena is. Right. Um, and I talked to Pat about how I'm, how to coach Bruno and review film and things of that nature. You know, somebody just like Josh Allen went and decided that I'm a good quarterback, but how do I get to be elite? And I, on my own, go seek uh, professional coaching. Right. You know, where does he need to get it? And he needs it. And I think he's very, very close. Um, so I'm good with the tackles. I think Mitch Morse is doing a, a great job at center. My concern about him is availability. I don't like his concussion uh, issues. I think Ryan Bates is doing a great job. Whether you want to move him to left and get a right guard, um, you could conceivably have heard talk of, well, just move Spencer down the right guard. I don't know what his experience is at guard. Mm. I mean, you couldn't have moved me a- into guard. That wasn't my deal. I don't think Spencer Brown plays low enough to be a guard, frankly. Uh, you know, these are big, big men. Huge. And defensive tackles can be 6'3" and monsters of the game, and if they get up under your pads because you're a little high, I don't care if you weigh 320 or 520. Those guys will leverage you and move you. Right. So, uh, I mean, by and large, Spencer Brown needs to get better uh, believing in his own strike. That's his issue. And, look, if you don't strike as a guard, you're DUN finished. Yeah. So, if if you're not going to get inside hand up and get a punch in placement – and take away the inside, uh, you know, you're you're not going to play guard any play any any better than you play tackle.
3: Yeah, I was talking. I was talking on the show last night. And I used one of your John Finaisms, just about the fact that, uh, and I think I think it may have been when we had Ostrowski on, and I, I think he agreed with you immediately when you said it, but. When you talk about the type of offense that the Buffalo Bills run and the whole, like, there is no three, five-step drop thing unless it's inside two minutes or inside the last two minutes of the game. So in those hurry-up moments, they like to let Josh drop 9 to 11 yards, dilly-dally around back there. And you said, and this is where I referenced you, you know, when you talk about offensive linemen and pass protection, it's just a matter of time before I'm going to get beat, right? I've only got so much time before... He's going to get around me because you're limited in what you can grab on how you can hold a guy and how you can maneuver. So you almost got to wonder as well, like, are they going to do something to help the offensive line, which was the part of the run scheme thing that you were just talking about? Like, can we run better? Can we run more? But are there passing plays like they do with Burrow? Like they put Burrow in a situation, he's got a bad offensive line, where he's helping the offensive line because the ball's coming out faster.
1: Yeah, well, look, I mean, and I see people rolling in the comments saying that uh, you know everybody says our O line is not great, but it is the scheme a little bit. A little bit. So if if a defensive end puts on a good uh, long way rush, that's right? mm-hmm. around the outside, which is where I want him to go. A success rate for me is to get him at eight and a half. And just like Jerry said, hey, if that's the plan to let not to correct Josh on the depth of his drops. I don't mind playing in that offense because <laughs> if, if I give up a hit or a sack, it, it's not on me. Not on and you, when, right. when you go into the darkness of room three Oh one or wherever the meeting room is, and they bring that film up, your offensive line coach is going to be like, he's going to be rolling the film back with a little clicker going, this ain't on you. Right. I mean, you, you can't pass protect the entire goddamn field, right? It just, it ain't happening. Right. Um, but again, I mean, we are a pass first team Our running game. It wasn't bad, but it it wasn't cohesive. We didn't have a plan, you know. It, there was no identity to it, and that's what makes pass protection better and easier. Is a is a is a good running attack. I don't think that the Tennessee Titans offensive line is stunning, but their running back certainly is. Yeah, for sure. And that helps. I don't care what's his name, the QB. I can never think of his name. Hill. Yeah, and t- everybody says, oh, Tannehill's an average QB, but he does some pretty cool stuff because they have, they have a strong running game. Yeah, I want to address
3: Tim's comment. He says, Morris may retire, which is always a possibility. Draft a center and play him at guard. If this happens, we're in a lot of trouble because now, now, now Ryan Bates is playing center, which Ryan Bates is a decent enough center, but now you've created two holes. So it isn't about drafting one guy, playing him at guard. You've now got two holes.
1: Look, and if people are asking me, do you draft a tackle, uh, you know, first and move Spencer in, or draft a tackle and make him a guard or whatever? Sure. I mean, there's there's enough things to talk about on this team. I don't think we have wide receiver too. No well, one's no one stepped up.
3: That's literally where I was going to go. So, before, so
1: so you know, for you, John. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm drinking. I I had tea already. I you know I drank a bunch of hot cocoa earlier, or this is hot cocoa now the oh, cool. best
3: the best the best way to look at it um and i was talking about it on the show last night um because when you look at it right now it, it seems like a big mess because we came into this season and all the expectation and all the excitement around gabriel davis uh jumping into that number two role and then it, none of it came to fruition right, right. so it, literally none of it so then you're like oh my gosh we've got stefan Davis, we have gabriel davis we don't really have a slot guy crowder is on a one-year deal beasley's not currently signed you know, you've got Shakir in there, and then that's pretty much kind of where you're left, and McKenzie, who who knows where that's at. And then it's like, who's four and five? Is it Kumaro still? Kumaro's a free agent. I don't know that we're going to keep that guy. But when you look at that situation, and literally all it takes is, and this was the point I was making, Cole Beasley standing in your doormat, pounding on the door saying, please let me in. The dude yeah. wants to come back. Mm-hmm. He's like, if they'll have me, I'm back. Immediately slotting him for one year, in that in 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 the, in the slotting him in the slot right, putting him in the slot, and then effectively finding a number two, whether it's in the draft or somebody in free agency or even making a trade and moving Gabe back to number four pushes Khalil Shakir to five, and all of a sudden that wide receiver room looks really good again,
1: right? Yeah, I don't know that pushes Khalil Shakir to five. Frankly, I think you I, I like that kid, and what was he fifth or seventh round? I can't remember. Uh, sixth, fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth, fifth. I think. Yeah, and that's the nice thing, honestly, about college football right now is the number of receivers that are available is a lot. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get Justin Jefferson in the second round or third round, um, but there are guys who can do the job. And look, I'm not saying Gabe Davis isn't skilled enough, right? But I don't know where the production fell short, but I have to think it's it's past the breastplate. And I'm not saying the guy doesn't have heart, but he's there's something missing because the skill is there. Right. Right. I right. mean, he's he's a great guy and is you know as far as the skill set goes it's there i just we need to see it we need to see it come on yeah we definitely need
3: to see it it's i just i'm not sure that he can work off of double coverage i'm not sure that he can work if he's being bracketed i'm not sure Mm -hmm. that he can work if he's got the number two best corner or the one we heard many occasions where they were taking the number two corner and a safety bracketing digs and put the number one on on davis and i just don't know that he is ready for that right right all right
1: right. well um Let's talk about uh, bracketing yourself between uh, the grill and uh, and a beer. How's that? I like it. Listen, uh, I gave a shout out earlier about House Capital and John Spascheck supporting our show. And I didn't omit Iman Azizi and Q42 because I wanted to just do a special shout out to the guy who first recognized greatness in Joe Miller and decided to right on uh ride on his coattails and drag me along with him so iman thank you for your continued support uh i love your products man and just just for everybody out there just like we are talking about gabe davis the bills need to step up their game in certain areas but you might need to step up your barbecue game and if you're serious about it step up your barbecue game with Q42. Mm. Now that we're headed into the off season, take some time, do a little study in, get your barbecue products and let's explore the fresh flavors coming from Q42. It's authentic, it's original, it's award-winning, it's natural with no fillers, just like Bill's Mafia. All real barbecue sauces and rubs from South Buffalo. Q42. Go to q42barbecue.com. That's q u e two bbq.com and Hulk smash in <laughs> Fina show all caps as your coupon code and save 33% wow. on your order. Holy cow. It says Miman, in, the, in the graphic. Well, I don't know about the graphic. I get a Better than read. Double. Better than tr- double. He tr- He emails me the read because he trusts me, Joe. He trusts wow. me. That's fair. I think that's fair. So 33% from me, Thank you, sir. Uh, we hope to have you back next year. Um, yes. I know that uh, even if you choose not to, I will still order your rubs and sauces. Same, same. So, with the last
3: ten minutes of the show, we're going to talk about effectively just expectations for next season.
1: Wait, uh, wait, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't finished on my uh, assessment. So, oh, oh well, I think Dawson Knox has to become a little bit better blocker when he's asked to to block in the running game. So does Khalil Shakir. <laughs> yeah. So does yeah. Well, we did wide receiver group, um, but I like Dawson. And honestly, uh, when he was drafted, a lot of people were griping. And I was talking to my buddy from uh, Kenmore, and we both said, "Yeah, you know what? We like this pick. Well, I want to love the pick. Let mm-hmm. Let's get some blocking going for you, Dawson. And uh." Again, with Dorsey. So I talked about Frazier with Dorsey. I mean, you know, we see these different packages come in. Sometimes we have a fullback. Sometimes we don't. We see these, what I consider really bad um, uh, running formations where we're bringing too many guys into block when they shouldn't. Clean it up, Dorsey. Figure it out. Figure out a way to expose the middle of the field. Mm. Take a look at some Kansas City film and see Mm. that every time uh, Patrick Mahomes is is uh, scrambling. There's always somebody standing next to the sideline who's ready to receive a six or five or eight-yard pass. Figure right. this out. It decide, are we going to screen and get it right or don't screen at all? Mm-hmm. Are we going to swing and throw the quick pass and block it and get six on first down? Then figure it out and get it right. Know the defensive personnel groupings get better. Um, I, I can't lay all this on the players. I think, I think, and people talk about talent all the time. I think the talent is there. I really believe Agreed. in the talent. Agreed. But I, I think that, that, can't, that Cincinnati game was so flat, uh, but it was not unlike some of the game planning in previous games that we discussed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something has to break and get fixed.
3: Yeah, one of my other highlights of the year was uh having Steve Tasker on the show. Um and he and, he, and you and I you and I had already talked about it and he finished my comment when getting to the wide receiver screen. I said, "When you see how many wide, res- wide receiver screens are run against this team successfully, don't you think?" And he literally said, "The offense could run one." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, that." <laughs> It was amazing. So I at the moment asks who's RB1 next year. Uh to me, they're going to draft a running back probably somewhere in the sixth, seventh round would be my guess, some someplace late. It'll be James Cook. They'll probably ask James Cook to put 10 pounds on. So James Cook, it was it was I think Pamela was talking about it. Uh James Cook is one inch taller than his brother, Dalvin, and he weighs 10 pounds less, which is why he looks thin. So they'll probably ask him to put
1: on 10 pounds of muscle, which you might be able to speak to that when the bill when the bills drafted me and i got to training camp i was 286 pounds and by the time i became a starter i played at about 300 and uh the following year i i typically played for seven of my nine starting years in buffalo at 310 308 pounds wow so it's a maturity thing guys you know some guys take longer to develop and gain weight but I would agree they're going to put some mass on him but isn't it almost impossible from the time you graduate college with all the stuff that's going
3: on through your first rookie year to even like put on weight I hear people talk especially if you're playing a lot that it's like almost like you need that first off season to kind of settle in begin to understand how to eat what to eat how to work out when to work out that kind of crap
1: yeah I gotta think that he got a lot of that at the school he came from I mean the kid played at Georgia right (laughs) Yep. So, I mean, that that's not like uh Mankota state or anything like that or Mankato or Wyoming. <laughs> right. So look, uh, you know, it just could be a metabolism maturity thing. Um, it, he'll gain the weight. It yep. could he be RB one. Yeah. I mean, I like Singletary. I don't think that he has uh, some he's, of the excitement. He's and, gone. They're not going to resign. And, he, and I, and I, I think you don't resign him. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so it's funny because NP86 says uh, 300 pounds can't be healthy. You weren't fat 300 pounds, you were pretty svelte 300 pounds from the pictures I've seen, right?
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't care. I mean, you could call me fat, my feelings aren't going to get hurt. I mean, I'm just so over the conversation. Oh, but you were a muscular 310, and I'm like, well, Yeah, and, and 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 I had 40 pounds of grease hanging off my belly. So there's there's,
3: there's Pat Washington, right? Sam Adams. 340 pounds, and then there yeah. was John Fina, 320 pounds or 310. Is just, I think, I think you
1: got... mean, I think you mean Ted
3: Washington, Ted Washington. Uh, yeah, no, Pat Washington was on this team as well. Uh, yeah, he, then he went to Minnesota, it was Pat and Ted in the middle, and then they yeah, let Pat it, it, go to Washington, was... go to Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it's not Washington, it's Pat. Oh my god, I can blank it on his name, he's hilarious. Anyway, uh, Pat sure. Williams, is it Williams? Anyway. Yeah, look, I don't care. I was fat, I was thin, I was muscular, whatever. I mean, those days are gone. I'm like 245 now. I'm a pencil neck. I'm a shadow of my former self, but I feel right, a lot right. better. At 310, 300 pounds is, you know, it's as healthy as you're going to get when you're lifting weights. I mean, I wasn't just like I wasn't doing anything, so was I don't Pat, know. By the way, Pat Williams, you were correct thank you winner
3: you're friends with him so it kind of you have an unfair yeah.
1: advantage but i was like who's Pat washington
3: that's funny but uh so just uh let's wrap up the show real quick just talking about just maybe some expectations right i know you said you had some more position groups you wanted to go through but we're getting unless you want to go a little bit long tonight and no
1: no that's good i mean special teams uh you know i'm gonna address it the same way i always have just don't hurt me so i'd like to see I'd like to just see no turnovers and no penalties. That's all I care about. If you fair catch every damn punt or you never return a kick and we start at the 25, I'm fine. Just don't hold, don't block in the back. Don't get a punt block. Don't fumble right. the ball. Right. I just don't hurt me. Don't, right. don't have me running out onto the field. Like Woo-hoo, we're starting at the 38. No, the corner of my eye, I see that yellow flag back there. And then we're at the 11. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that that's like, I, I literally like I'm jogging like I weigh like 100 pounds and then I'm like dejected and I weigh 500. Sh- I can sh- barely get to the damn huddle. Show us where they
3: hurt you, John. Show us where they hurt you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> They hurt me with like 89 yard drives.
3: That's hysterical. But uh, just so expectations kind of like, you know, one one of the things considering expectations. And I know that Brandon Bean made a big stink about it and he should rightfully so. He said he expected the salary cap to be between 225 and 230. It ended up at like 228. The Bills are currently at 240. Here's some moves that they can make. Now he did say that they're not going to make any big splash signings this year. He said that last year the Bills signed Von Miller. My guess is they're not going to do that this year, especially needing Tremaine Edmonds to be resigned if they go that route. Josh Allen, they can his current cap it is 27.5 million. They can actually by moving some of his money around, they can actually have a cap savings of 21 million dollars which immediately puts them under the cap. Vaughn Miller, same thing. Current cap is 13.6. They can actually, by moving some money around, get him down. His his cap savings can be 10.9. This isn't changing their salaries. It's just the way that it's the cap. Cash to cap type crap, whatever. Deion Dawkins, 8.5. They can actually save 6.3. Trey White, they can actually save 6.1, which means they can actually practically have $45 million in cap space, which would give them the opportunity to resign, shermaine edmonds do some other things and kind of do what they need to do i don't think that they'll do all of those things because every one of those guys that they do that they push it they kick the can down the road and cause problems later so you might see them do that with one or two guys probably not all of those guys
1: yeah well that that just brings up the question though i mean this was the year i think the secondary issues hurt us and it wasn't our year but is next year the year i mean what are you banking on look if the Buffalo Bills go to the playoffs every year for the next 20 years and don't win a Super Bowl, I'm going to be happy. I'd be ecstatic if they won one. But right. then the question out there today, I think from Jay Spence, the King was, you know, would you rather win one and then not make the playoffs for the next five years? So what do you want? Right. Um, right. look, if they don't make any changes in coaching personnel, which is the first thing you have to do, if you're going to do it, am I right? Cause this, yeah. This is the time guys are getting fired and hired. This is the time. So if they don't make any changes now, then I don't expect any other really flashy changes to come about. You're probably Um, right. And, and I don't know where everybody sits on that. I uh, look, I like Leslie Frazier. I don't know that that's the defense that's going to win it for us with the talent in the AFC at the QB and wide receiver position, I I just don't love death by a thousand cuts. Right, you know, game plan, bring some heat, get the right guys to bring pressure, and so again, going back to what I said, if Dorsey and Leslie Frazier stick around, I don't expect to see anything flashy. Uh, they'll be saying we're going to help ourselves in the draft and maybe a couple of releases and free agent signings um that are a little little more than or mostly role players along with the big names that we have to sign.
3: Yeah, by the way, I got that information from Greg Thompson from Cover 1 who is a uh, cap guru and kind of like mm-hmm. a salary cap guru, so that's where the that information came from. And then to your point, uh we lived it. So we lived almost kind of like on two different teams. So when the Buffalo Bills were going to Super Bowls and losing them, the Kansas City Chiefs sniffed the playoffs every freaking year and could mm-hmm. never get out of the playoffs a lot of times to the hands of the buffalo bills so that's one of them another one would be the dolphins while my, dan marino went to one super bowl his rookie season i think it was his rookie season right or second 84 second season probably i mean they did they could never get past elway or kelly like they could they just couldn't do it as far as that yeah goes. so hey if,
1: and you know additionally as part of a wrap-up like i get it you know people are emotionally in, invested in this team like i am and you are and, you know, you want to get angry and call for change and, and that's fine. Uh, as long as like, what I don't like is when it get, becomes disrespectful or unsavory, mm-hmm. you know, these, these are men who's, you know, have families and everything like that. And you can be pissed and I'm okay with that. And you, mm-hmm. you, like I said, you know, fire them all or keep them all or whatever you want to do. Um, I just love that I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills and they have a chance you know, yeah, I, I never pretty. felt that way for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, it's not an embarrassment of riches just yet, but it does feel good to know that I can wear a Buffalo bills hat around town and people say, Oh, I like your bills, man, you know, and, yep, yep. And, and that feels really good. It does And uh, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, um, especially after meeting and talking to Bean in McDermott. So, The somebody put up and this is where I was going with that. Sorry, it took me so long to get there. Somebody put up a a kind of a summary of some of your more famous quarterbacks and head coaches Mm -hmm. and how long it took them to get there. Right. And in the back of your mind we all know it everybody in the comments section knows how long it took Andy Reed yep. and and Peyton Manning but when it was all lined up right there in one little tweet I was like holy cow we got it good. Yeah. We and I still got hope and I'm still I'm still ready and raring to go.
3: Yeah, the hard the hard part is you know being That Peyton Manning to Tom Brady, where you win one and Tom Brady wins six or seven, being that Dan Marino to Jim Kelly, where Dan goes to one before Jim's even in the league and then Jim goes to four in a row. Like, Mm -hmm. you just don't want to be that. You don't want to be that team. You don't want to be that guy. If you've got Josh Allen, you don't want to waste his talent. You don't want to waste his time. You don't want to waste his career. Not game planning on defense. And no, and and
1: I think we don't even have this conversation if that Cincinnati game was close, mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. or lose.
3: Mm-hmm. But that
1: was a miserable game to win. Maybe watch. this is the shock they need, right? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. this
3: is them getting broken up with by their hot fiance who's, who mm-hmm. says, you know, and now they're taking an internal look and they're like, I got to be better.
1: Are you I giving, the the, Joe, are you going to give the ring back? <laughs> the ring has to come back. That's protocol.
3: That's standard operating
1: procedure. You don't get
3: But, uh, awesome. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into all season long. The off tackle with John Fita show brought to you by the market dominator team on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. Uh, special thanks to the market dominator special thanks to house capital special thanks to Q 42. Uh, yeah, but, uh, Super great just to having everybody on this ride with us this year. Excited already for next year.
1: Any final thoughts, comments? Um, Keep the faith, keep your chin up, you know, watch hockey. If that helps, it doesn't help me. It does help. Um, be a good, be a good citizen, be a good person, you know, keep that, uh, keep that hope for humanity and your neighbor and your city alive. Just like you did when, when it was Damar Hamlin. Mm -hmm. and let's gear up let's load up let's pay attention let's be respectful and for the love of god Go Bills. Yeah, for sure. Thank you to everybody. Tomorrow, uh, Code of Conduct
3: with Jay Spence the King. Wednesday, uh potentially Humpty Hotline. I know Jay Spence the King is potentially traveling. I'm not sure. And I might actually not be available either. So we'll kind of see how that thing shakes out. Thursday, three-man rush. And I believe Food for Thought is done for good. So there will not be a Friday show this year. But for me, for John, for Buffalo Rumblings, for the Market Dominator, for House Capital, for Q42, Goodness gracious, for Mimi Fina, who's in the comment section, the lovely Mimi Fina and everybody else. Go Bills! Go Bills!
0: Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new. To know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com starts.